And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 301, aka year six, week 51, uh, coming at you this week. As always, I am your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with KSC. Oh, both at the same time. (laughs) Look at you guys all coordinated and stuff. Uh, And for those that don't know, this is a call-in show. Nobody ever calls, but I give out the numbers because that's what we do. Uh, 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. I have got like nine headlines lined up and then all hell broke loose at the Capitol building a couple of days ago. So I kind of, uh, it behooves us to start there. Um, I don't think I need to do much recapping for most people. You know, Trump gave a speech. He said, be peaceful. Then they stormed the Capitol building and a handful of people died. And now it's a shit show all the way around. So there you go. There's your, there's your summary. Uh, I'm going to throw it to you guys. Any thoughts, concerns, critiques, about the events or the fallout at this time well my my initial response was i don't care and i know it's not going to be that big a deal and i also know that everybody else is going to make way bigger uh, make it a way bigger deal than it than it really is and that's about it so (laughs) to me it's, it's just a building it's not like they they overthrew the government or or were even planning that they just went in you know it was a coup it was a coup Right. It was an insurrection <laughs> attempt, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Wh- whatever that word means. Led led by Conan the Barbarian, <laughs> which which is so cool in and of itself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> KS initial initial thoughts. Did you watch it? Were you paying attention to it as it went I, down? Well, not as it happened, but I uh, the next day I think I went uh, to the internet and and because I don't have a television and don't view things on television, but. Of course, it was all over the news, right? Radio, and I was I listened to that a lot, and I did go to the uh, YouTube, uh, you know, the connections for the broadcast stations, and watched uh, the stuff and the commentary that was going. Maybe it was that night, uh, actually, too, because it's later here in Hawaii. Um, and uh, to tell you the truth, I was very much uh, shocked by it. I, I, uh, I, I was, uh, you know, uh, quite horrified. I. Uh, and I think it matters. Horrified at the actions, the the response, just the idea that this could happen. Because you're in Hawaii, and it's not like I don't think you were in fear of anything. No, 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 not, okay. not in fear of anything my, myself. But um, see, I've made a lot of uh, study of things in history, for example, and I, I. I uh, when I when I think of populism uh, in the 20th century, I think of Mussolini and Hitler and how they rose to power, and uh, they had uh, a massive uh, violent streak that intimidated and did a lot of damage. I mean, with the burning of the Reichstag in in uh, Germany was uh, a pathway to to Hitler uh, taking control, and what I mean, he had conducted a putsch earlier on in uh, in German history, where he was, uh, you know, a, an attempt to take power. He was put down. People laughed at him, but at the same time, there was a brewing um, following that uh, continued on methodically to uh, gain increasing control by the fears that were generated during this era, and it was a clash between um, the Bolshevik socialists and the national socialists, uh, they were all socialists, and um, and that clash was used as an excuse, as an excuse uh, for uh, the assumption of even greater power. And that's why I worry about this uh, consequence of this thing, because, the uh, you know, here these are revered sort of uh, sacred uh, temples to the, <clears throat> to the, constitutionalist the the notion of democracy and all that and where there's such a uh, violent action there's going to be a a vicious and violent reaction uh that's that's what i expected when there was the black lives matter uh revolt and i 
uh, and I expected, well, and they were revolting against uh, things that were, I think, uh, had some justification for it as well. There's some justification for what uh, was happening, I mean, for the motive, but not for the way it, it came down, because that's going to just lead to a bigger and bigger reaction down the, down the road. Um, frankly, I, I would worry about a guy like, uh, uh, as unpredictable as Trump, uh, using this extraordinary power that he has as commander-in-chief of the world's largest uh, military um, in the waning days of his, uh, of his office, because he's, he doesn't want to let go, and uh, he uh, surprises people often with uh, some very unexpected uh, responses to things. And his, resp and his opponents are going to respond, too. I mean, that's why I don't see this thing uh, tapering down. I think it just... Uh, it's going to escalate. So I shared a story with you guys prior to hitting the, the record button here, and I'll share it again now because <clears throat> uh, I think it's a little pertinent to this. I was talking to a, a, uh, an acquaintance, friend, whatever, guy I know mm -hmm. uh, at the at our, our monthly potluck here in New Hampshire, um, who is apparently one of these Trump supporters, right? At least that's the way he presented himself. Um, I don't know enough about him to like to go one way or the other, but he was convinced this was on Tuesday. This was prior to the insurrection. Uh, he was convinced, uh, that Trump was going to find a way to remain in power, um, uh, you know, beyond his elected term, I guess. And I, I was like, oh man, one of these, okay, I'll be up, I'll be up front. I'll be honest with you. Um, I think anyone who's still holding on to that position at this point in time uh, is delusional. However, I'm always interested in like theories, right? Like tell me why and tell me how uh, Trump is going to hang on to control and, and remain the president. Um, and the interesting thing that he brought up, I go, what's well, that's quite, that's quite a stretch um, was that because of the pandemic, the, the COVID-19, whatever, uh, lockdowns that is going on right now that Joe Biden is not going to have an official inauguration. He's going to have a, a, you know, inauguration in his basement somewhere over zoom or however it is they're doing it because, Hey, you can't go out there in public um, or whatever. And Trump was going to stage an inauguration for his uh, constituency, his supporters, uh, more of a rally, but it's going to be a mock inauguration uh, at the Capitol, right? Where the, where the inauguration would take place if it were a normal year. And because Trump is going to be inaugurated, uh, Trump's fake inauguration is happening at the official inauguration area, like per procedures. And Joe Biden is an inauguration is happening like, you know, in his basement, hiding out somewhere and wherever he happens to be, um, that that is like the secret way in because everyone will claim that Joe Biden was inaugurated the president, uh, but his inauguration was false. Uh, and Trump's, you know, faux inauguration, because it was done the official way, was the real inauguration. And that's one of the ways that Trump was going to hang on to office. Now, barring all of the, you know, fraud and, you know, illegal illegalities and all the lawsuits that have been summarily uh, brought forth and then summarily dismissed, um, this was like, you know, the last ditch effort, um, to do that. And I went, that would be interesting. That's a weird way, you know, to do it. But to, to what you said, KS, um, it seems though, throughout this entire procedure, one of the things that Trump has been, I want to say at least consistent about, uh, in my, in my opinion, is he was trying to remedy this through the legal system, right? Uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the lawsuits that were filed early on to reject the votes, um, the objections being raised by Republicans uh, during the confirmation of the votes, right? The, the presumption that Mike Pence had the authority as vice president to reject the votes, right? All the way, you know, every at every at every stage that he lost, uh, at no point did it seem like he was going to 
uh, rallied the troops, so to speak, and unleashed the Proud Boys on the American people or on the left or, you know, some underhanded way. Like he seemed to be rule of law and that he was counting on the fact that because the Democrats were breaking the law, that by sticking to the laws, the policies, procedures, doing things the right way, the interpretations of the Constitution, have you, uh, what have you, um, that that's the way he was going to find victory, uh, not not through an all-out revolt. Thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. I think that that uh, was a very appropriate and proper way for him to tackle it. If he was determined, then he had to find a legal uh, way to, to manage it. Um, I think he was undermined by his own Bob Barr, who says, well, I, I don't see any widespread um, uh, fraud. And Bob Barr was as, as loyal a lieutenant as you could possibly have. Uh, his own cybersecurity uh, team, uh, whom he had pointed and, uh, and applauded earlier, then suddenly he rejected them, saying, well, they, they don't see anything uh, wrong. Now, I don't know if there was anything wrong or not, but but having his his own team in positions of office saying that there was nothing uh, further to do. And to hear these tapes uh, with, of his discussion with the Secretary of State in Georgia saying, look, we've looked at it all, there's nothing there. Um, I mean, yeah, he was, he was doing all the legal things. But then I think that he's going to lose credibility, not with his hardcore believers, uh, who are going to stand by him no matter what, just like the brown shirts, the proud boys of Nazi Germany did stood, stood behind um, Hitler. Um, but a lot of other people are going to lose confidence in him because he did say uh, after it was all over, he kind of backtracked a little bit and said, well, you know, I'm proud of those guys, but uh, those who did uh, break the law uh, are going to be punished. And that I think probably was a surprise to his supporters. What? He told us to be tough, and now he's saying, because we were tough, we're going to be punished uh, by the law. Um, I think Trump has backed off enough that uh, maybe only, even his own supporters are losing heart. Yeah, well, I think that will lead even more credence to the fact that he's not, he's not going to uh, take the the you know the U.S. military or his supporters um, on a violent revolution to keep the office. Like at this point. It seems like he's just going to slink away into oblivion, maybe to return. I'm still not ruling out the you know yeah, the return not, in not oblivion. I think that if he does this right in going out, he has a chance of coming back in four years. If he does it very badly, I, I think I think he'll have troubles in four years. I think he's already done very badly, and uh, that that the 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 breach is going to be blamed on Trump. And oh, it already is. It they they're totally trying to like so, hold so he would be basically doing a disservice to the Republican Party at this point if he was to run again in the future. Okay. Oh, I'm sure that most all Republicans are saying that, but what a surprise he turns out to be if he suddenly turns around. How sort of um surprising it is that that he seems to the, the Republicans will turn on a dime if suddenly they see that that their support in in votes uh, among the voting populace will turn if uh, um, if Trump, Trump comes back and they and the suddenly if the voting uh, voters are highly supportive then the the Republicans will turn turn around again. But I, I agree with you that this, by all normal perspectives would be damaging to the Republican party. But I thought that the last five years and it didn't seem to deter them. The, you know, how many people reviled Mitt Romney for, for turning against, uh, and then Jeff Flake in Arizona, these guys who were stalwart Republicans, good, solid Republicans, um, were trashed, uh, because they against Trump. Do you think that his speech prior to the breach um, was enough to instigate that type of response from his followers? Like that's there. That's what a lot of them are. A lot of what the mainstream media is hanging it up on. Like he he held this rally. Um, he you know he said I'll be right by your side as we march 
to the Capitol, right? <laughs> he didn't say go in. Um, but I didn't, aside from a rallying cry, I don't, I did not hear a direct order to be violent. I did not hear a direct order to, uh, to, you know, to, to breach the Capitol. Uh, there was no like, you know, kill command. It was, this is a protest. And right? to be fair, it, it was mostly peaceful. They didn't burn any buildings down as far as I know. <laughs> Which wait, I'll be honest, I was sad about that. <laughs> right. I was like, well, the building's still there. Like how, <laughs> like what was the actual goal? And, that, and so th- there was people on the left, uh, even left libertarians, you know, screaming bloody murder and but it it really wasn't uh anything spectacular to me like all they accomplished was making them all they accomplished was embarrassing themselves and and embarrassing the security of the uh the building yeah who cares well yeah so okay so let's talk (laughs) about that for a second i don't know if they had a plan going in what leads me to believe that part of this was planned was that uh, there were breaches in a handful of other state capitals around the same time? Sure, right? oh, I don't really? remember which I didn't ones. Know about that? Yeah, like oh. I, I forget Michigan which states. You got to look it up. Um, so there was like there there was some sort of of you know plan but for like. Let's of say let's say there's a plan. Then the plan was we're going to do something to get attention. It's no different than any other protest to get attention. Right. And so that's what they achieved. And it made that to me, it made them look just as stupid as, uh, you know, the BLM protesters or Antifa protesters uh, doing stuff to get attention. It's like, okay, you, you got attention. And what do you want? Okay. You want to know that uh, you feel like the election was uh, fraudulent. Okay. Uh, okay. We get that. We, we know how you feel now. And now what? You know? <laughs> well, but they did it as they were confirming the votes. Right. Sure. So it, it they, could have they, been, they we're went, going to stop the, we're going to breach the Capitol and stop them from uh, confirming the electoral college votes because if they can't confirm the votes, then maybe Trump still has a chance or if we okay. can prolong it, you know, then maybe the, the states who won like uh, Arizona was Arizona. Yeah. Arizona was the big one. Um, send it back to the state. I heard that a bunch, send it back to the state, let them deal with it before you confirm the votes, you know, all of this, you know, to prolong that effort. Perhaps I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe. And and well, they I guess they apparently failed. the The votes are confirmed. Electoral college, I guess, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. And I part okay. So that's another thing, right? So like I turned on, you know, I turned on the news to to watch this. You know, uh, I watched the Trump speech live on YouTube, and then I flipped it over to C-SPAN just to see what was going on. Um, and you know, I. Uh, I don't know. Whenever I turned it in, they were already objecting to the Arizona count, right? I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Uh, you know, they were standing up giving their speeches uh, as to why uh, they should vote to see whether or not these were accepted or rejected. And like, so they're hours into this thing and they're only on like the third state because they do it alphabetically. I'm like, holy shit balls. This is going to take forever. You know, if they're, if they're going to be, if there's eight states that they're going to object to, right? And then, you know, 12 or whatever senators that are going to object each get like five minutes to speak, right? Those objections alone is going to be like an eight hour day, not to mention the people who are going to, you know, rise to speak in opposition to the objection. So politically, I'm like, I'm highly entertained by this all. Uh, And then they breach the Capitol and then they're on like, you know, four to five hour, whatever, lockdown, pause in the action as they, you know, try to wrest control from the, you know, the mob there. Um, I'm like, they're not going to finish this, you know? And I woke up the next morning and they were like, done. I'm like, how the hell they do that? You know, I went, I went to bed. They were still, you know, they were still discussing Arizona and I wake up in the morning and they've gotten through all 47 of the other States. Um, so I think part of that delay, um, was a, was a dampening effect on the, on the, people who were going to raise objections um because i'll be honest if it were me i would have been worn out by that time yeah some of them actually uh withdrew their objections because they were so embarrassed by the uh, the incidents of the day right and they're looking back at their constituents their constituents are outraged so they have to appear outraged too um like the woman kelly whatever 
who uh, was in Georgia, lost the Senate race the day before, and um, she had been going to raise uh, objections, and then, well, for her, it's over, and so she has to look ahead. What do I have to gain by continuing this um, this protest uh, today? And she didn't have anything to gain by yeah. it, so she stepped back from it. As Plus, a lot it's of 3 o'clock in actually, the morning. On top of this, um, resignations from the cabinet uh, positions, I think, are um, you know an embarrassment to to Trump. Now, not necessarily to Trump, maybe more to another person, but it does raise you uh, in your mind this this sense of rebellion that existed when Nixon was in office, his last days, and the fact that there was finally rebellion in the ranks when uh, he wanted to do things that. They just couldn't go along with anymore. He's he's a guy on the way out. He's a guy that's uh, because of this action, because of Watergate, he was he was an embarrassment to people. And I would say because of this capital uh, action, he was considered to be an embarrassment. I mean, this is the wife of Mitch McConnell, who was secretary of the transportation at the time. Um, and uh, so this is a kind of um, abandonment by his own team. And it's got to cause him uh, to wonder if does he want to sort of uh, repair and uh, do something to to uh, make things better, or is he going to make things worse? Like a, a pardon, a self pardon, or uh, I don't know. There's there's actually it is so entertaining. There's not a dead a dead moment in the news because you just one thing that's fantastic about Trump and that's always gotten lots of media attention is that he is very unpredictable. You don't know what he's going to do next. So therefore everything's possible. <laughs> well, impeachment is back on the table, right? Yeah, I know. I know. Like he's got um, like two weeks left. Just let just ride it out, man. Probably going to be yeah, too but afraid they, to come they, the But the Democrats want to make the most of it and they're, they're going to do this. But on the other hand, if they make the most of it and they don't allow him any face saving and put him up against the wall, they may be pushing him to do something more radical again, as long as he's got the finger on the button. I mean, there, there's still places around the world. He could do uh, interesting things like in Iran or North Korea or, or uh, China or something like that. He's still got, you know, this time in office to do some, uh, I'm going to make the strange things that he's, not going to to try to do anything too radical now and i i think i think that's uh that's the end of it i think uh it's going to be boring for the next two weeks yeah <laughs> I, 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 so. I tend to agree with you mc uh mostly because like just just like the you know the violent military coup uh insurrection takeover um storyline i don't see trump as like a military leader at all he's hit most of the damage that he's done um, at least, you know, that, that gets covered in the, the media through his presidency was all like economic stuff. Right. I mean, sure. Yeah, there's still th troops well, in foreign lands and, you know, sure that hasn't ceased, but it's not like, it's not like Trump's on the news for the most, you know, more bombings. The most important thing that he's done is built a cult like following. And that is what the left is most afraid of. And that he has control over, but people don't understand him, right? So it's like people actually thought that he wanted them to to you know rush the building and and actually you know physically stop them from uh, counting votes, you know. And he didn't say that. Yes, but, not even close. But because they're so loyal, and of course people come up with things on their own. Um, <laughs> yeah, like fake inaugurations. Like so. Yeah, and fake inaugurations. Now, Trump isn't going to come up with that, so that's not going to happen. But somebody else will try to make it happen on behalf of Trump, and that's and that's what you know people are really worried about. Um, and and that's why I say it's going to be boring because I don't know is 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 some of Trump's followers going to come up with something and do something because Trump isn't going to do anymore. You know, he he's a lot of talk and um, and people either love it or hate it and. And, you know, his some of his loyal followers might do something crazy, but, you know, he's not going to do anything. Do you think he had a moment of realization as to how powerful uh, his words can be to his yeah, followers? I think so. 
Like he, he you know, he, he blusters a lot, and this is the first ego. time where it actually like bit him in the ass. I I think it boosts his ego, but at the same time, it did bite him in the ass, and I think he felt it. I think he, I, <laughs> yeah. I think he, I think he feels embarrassed. I, he, he, I don't know how you couldn't possibly feel embarrassed <laughs> about what happened. I mean, it's, it's, you know, Trump is already a meme, but uh, <laughs> now there's thousands of memes <laughs> for, for the rest of the year. Uh, you know, people being in that building that they shouldn't have been. <laughs> so I, I shared this on social media. I'll just put this out there as well. Um, you know. For the for the people who were outraged, you know, at that the temple of democracy was besmirched <laughs> in some yeah. way, right? You know, and and the people go like, well, they're they're only rebelling uh, to to keep their god leader in charge, right? They're they're not rebelling for the right reasons, you know. Um, my my response to that was. Um, you can't convince someone without the spirit of rebellion to rebel at all. Uh, but you can convince someone with the spirit of rebelling rebellion to rebel in your favor. And I sort of think that that's what Trump did um, a little bit, uh, you know, is, is he found, he found the dis- disenfranchised people who were like ready, willing, and, you know, eh, moderately able to fight and to, to rebel. Um, to rebel on his behalf. And so I think that's his base. So <laughs> he's, he's been using it the entire time. Well, but it's also black lives matter. It's also Antifa. It's, it's any, you know, you're not going to get the fair weather people to like, to go out and do that sort of damage. Um, but the, the people that are out there, if you can, you know, like the, the, the benefit of this rebellion or this insurrection or whatever, uh, over Antifa, right. Was that the target wasn't private enterprise. Right. They're like, we're going to the government building. And, you know, it's the, you know, the funny thing afterwards, like this is, this is the, 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 the sanctuary. This is the people's house. I go, well, the people were in the house, right? Like those, those are, those are Americans. Those are people uh, who pay taxes to keep that thing operational. If they want in by golly, they should have it uh, by right. Um, Because you can't say you don't represent them because if, you know, if they're in your district, you, that's kind of your job. Um, but at least they, they targeted the, the right building and then they did like no damage to it, which made me sad. Well, I'm curious. Uh, a lot of, uh, charges have been that the treatment of security, the capital security that turned down offers from the Pentagon and the FBI and others to, to help with security in advance, um, would have treated this very differently if it was a black lives matter, uh, protest that had stormed the Capitol. What do you think about that? Um, well, the, the Black Lives Matter has a history of burning stuff down. So, yeah. <laughs> well, not only that, Black Lives Matter has a history of like occupation as well, right? And yeah, yeah. So when they, when they went to the police building and they burned down the police building in Minneapolis, uh, the police didn't stand outside with automatic weapons and mow down the crowd, right? When they occupied, you know, the, the uh, Chaz and Chop the Capitol Hill zone uh, over there, uh, the the police didn't like stand up and and hold the line, right? They they got the hell out of there. Um, so I don't okay, think so, that. So the treatment wasn't really so much difference. But think about the reaction <clears throat> of uh, Trump's people if they had seen the Black Lives Matter do this to the Capitol, they would have been outraged. They would they have been outraged. You're would. right. Well, of course. <laughs> The left is outraged everything that the right does, and the right is outraged everything that the <laughs> right. Does. So, but to, to to answer your question, like I don't I don't think that the reaction would have been much different, um, aside from the fact that uh, you may have seen more violence instigated from Black Lives Matter at the time than you did from uh, the, you know the Proud Boys and the Trump supporters this time. Right. One of one of the funny things about what they post is like, you know, they breached the wall and they broke down the doors and they pushed through the cops uh, and then they stood within the red velvet ropes as they proceeded through through the building. <laughs> that was so funny, so right. funny. It's the most orderly <laughs> occupation ever. Uh, the only reason that I saw somebody see outside with the ropes was so he could get better picture of the other guys walking through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So they, they didn't <laughs> storm. There were, there were injuries apparently. Who, um, actually, I, I, I would have thought at the time that there would have been carnage, but apparently there, there, there was right. pushing and shoving, but there wasn't beating over the heads with uh, truncheons or with uh, gun butts or anything like that from either side. Apparently there was a lot of pushing and shoving, breaking of windows, but there was no, um, it seemed it, it they didn't have the intention of just um, damaging the person to stop them or to get through right. them. And I, I and I think that also separates from Black Lives Matter. If you want to, if you want to continue with that comparison, yeah, perhaps so. I don't. I didn't really follow any of the protests uh, during the summer from Black Lives Matter, so I don't really have so much of a comparison. No, I want there to were know, literal dumpster the, fires. The protesters right. had guns too, though, didn't they? But they didn't use the guns. Is that correct? Uh, in D.C. In D.C. Yeah. Um, if they did, they they were well hidden. I did not. And it could just be my personal bias. I didn't see anyone. Um, I didn't see anyone with sh uh, arm shouldered or holstered uh, in the in the pictures in the videos that I saw. It, it, perhaps they did. Uh, the first person to get shot, right, was an unarmed protester, and was shot by Capitol Police. That was like the the you know the most tragic death um, that came out of this. And, you know, they go like, well, she was peaceful. You know, she, she came there with like no weapon or whatever. She was an air force veteran. Uh, so people are a little bit sad about that. You know, the, the, the people who fly the flags. Um, but it, when I look at the video, yeah, she may have been peaceful, but she was climbing through a window. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> way, that's what I heard. Yeah. So, <laughs> peaceful climbing through the window. Right. She was peacefully climbing through the window. Maybe she didn't actually break it, but yeah, she was clearly, and you saw these, uh, uh, security behind the chamber door that had been barricaded with their guns drawn at that at that door and it was it was clear that if if it was so close to just an all-out um firefight right and so when i before i saw the video i you know I, I had a conversation with M about it and i said like at the time like i could foresee that being uh, a nervous trigger right holy shit they're coming through guns are drawn Right. And one dude panics and pops off around. Yeah. Right. Yeah, before yeah, he's it was like that close. It was that close because it's that close. And then That's someone right. goes like, fucking cease fire. Don't, don't fire the first fucking shot. And then, you know, he gets yeah. subdued in some form or fashion. But then I saw the video and it was just like, no, she's breaching the window. She's breaching their window. Their job. Like, I'm not on their side. Right. Cause fucking burn the whole building down. But <laughs> tactical from a tactical perspective. Right. They're breaching through your job as capital security or capital police is to like not let them breach through and you've got weapons, right? So you, you poke your head in, you get your head shot off. Like I don't, you know, them's, <laughs> them's the yeah, breaks and, as far. And it, it, it was uncertain. I mean, of course, nobody knew what would happen. I mean, their, their objective too was to protect the congressmen and senators. Sure. And they didn't know what was on the minds of, of, uh, some of the, of the rebels, whether they would have, uh, you remember like it, it was, you know, a couple of months earlier in Michigan, part of the plan was to kidnap the governor. And I, was it part of the plan to, to execute, uh, her after a trial? I had heard that on the radio, but I don't know if that was true. Um, and so I didn't hear knows that. So. What, and I don't think they had a coordinated plan of these rebels at the Capitol. I don't think they had a coordinated plan, but I think some of them probably feeling the adrenaline, who knows what they might've carried through if they got enough of a rush and uh, got as far as they could have with the congressmen and senators. So the security was trying to prevent what they didn't know might be the ultimate outcome. Right. So I'm not reacted very, very late at it. That was another thing. If, if Trump had, no, I didn't understand why if Trump had to have been the first to know that there was a break in at the Capitol, why didn't he call in? Why didn't he initially actually go down there himself and call his dogs off and say, hey, uh, you know, this isn't what I have in mind or send oh, the, man. The, the military in. Can you imagine the optics if he went there and called like a ceasefire? Because I'm that would sure. prove that he was in control. I'm pretty sure he did call the National Guard. There are Did conflicting he? reports. About I thought that. that was Pence. I thought yeah. it was Pence or one that called of, in yeah, the National one of them Guard. Did. Yeah, but there's your conflicting but reports. 
Yeah, yeah. And that is remains to be sorted out, and maybe it never will be. But, but uh, certainly Trump could have been, could have been, could have uh, got, reduced the damage uh, if he felt like it was doing something he didn't intend. Okay. Well. Okay. So let's let's talk about the actual damage from like a loss of life perspective. Um, we we talked about the the chick that climbed through the window that got shot. There was a Capitol Police officer that got bludgeoned with a fire extinguisher um, who left oh, the scene. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, oh. He, he got oh. away. Like, he didn't, they didn't kill him on site. He, like, he got back to, like, you know, the, the, the fucking police station or the office or whatever, and then later succumbed to the injuries, right? So he, it wasn't like they found his body laying about. Uh, <laughs> there were uh, three other uh, deaths medical related unrelated to protesting activities so like uh, a dude had a taser and he tasered himself in the nuts and then died of a heart attack <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> no was this on was he one of the security or was he one of the rebels no one of the rebels <laughs> <laughs> well that's just a, a pure darwin award winner right there <laughs> right and 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 so there were two other there were two other medical deaths like those those are the three noteworthy deaths and then two other medical deaths medical uh, meaning what they had a heart attack yeah or heart attack a... or stroke or you know <clears throat> the, the fucking asthma jumped i don't remember what they were but they were they were it's not because it's not because they were shot they weren't beaten they weren't trampled um okay you know it, it was not part of a fight they just they were out there protesting in the fucking medical emergency. They weren't able to get medical assistance, and so they died. Tragic, yeah, whatever. But you know, uh, again, I'm not I'm not crying too much over this. Um, so now, if you if you propose the situation where the National Guard gets called in, right? Like that's a military response at that time. That's like that's you know they they talk about you know you don't call the cops for a medical emergency because the cops show up and they shoot people. Right. If you call in the National Guard, uh, they have one job, right? And that's that's to, to quell the insurrection. Um, so I think if I could hear a case where if that were the result, uh, that you would have far more violence and far more deaths at that time than basically two, right? The the chick that got shot and the cop that got bludgeoned. Um, for everything that happened in my opinion, those are like the only two deaths so far that are a direct result of, you know, storming the Capitol building. And I think that would have been made worse um, if you called the National Guard. Maybe. So, because, okay, if the National Guard showed up or was there already, um, there would be probably uh, not not an increase in the amount of uh, effort put into getting into the building. The only reason they got into the building is because there was they low effort. Was wide open. Yeah, there was low <laughs> effort to protect it, and yeah. so if there was any resistance, they would have just not got in, or they would be pushed out. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't think you know either side was uh, willing to you know take it to the next level and start you know shooting people on site or or you know bringing out guns and or I mean they didn't even get to the point where they're you know throwing rocks and. Uh, uh, you know, setting things Molotov on fire, cocktails, and, <laughs> right? You know, it, it wasn't that it was people pushing to get in and they got in. So, right. You know, I, I think people are making way bigger deal out of it than it should be. And so actually I, I do want to uh, transition to a different conversation here because something uh, KS said at the very beginning was that, uh, you know, historically this will lead to uh, an, expansion of, of government. And even outside of government, there has been an expansion already. And that is uh, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Google, um, trying to stop the communications of people on the right, because they're afraid, um, oh, they're, they're planning stuff. They're, they're afraid that, that the, the breach was, was planned on uh, social media. And so they're, they're kicking people off and they're shutting down uh, applications. One of them was uh, Parler that uh, a lot of Trump supporters are on. And so I think they're, they're trying everything possible to prevent communication because they're, they're, they're actually afraid that, uh, you know, Trump will hold on to power. Um, and maybe that's what Trump wants them to feel. I don't know. Uh, but, 
the the consequence of that so so far is that the uh, the commercial interests are using their power to uh you know just just as uh, any authoritarian government would do china or whatever to to suppress speech um, except it's not really coming from the government it's coming from private industry Sure. Well, but but private industry is responding to what they expect to come from Congress or the president. Remember, didn't the president himself uh, get upset at uh, uh, what he something about liability? Um, oh, the fucking section two thirty or whatever. Yeah, he wanted to make them liable for their behavior, right? Which, of course, then motivates them to be all the more uh, active in 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 censoring people. Yeah, uh, the fact I I think the private sector doesn't mind about all this speech. They're worried about how it's going to uh, come down with the next uh, row of uh, regulations. Well, okay, and and to be fair, then right, they waited until it was confirmed that Donald Trump would be out of power before all these crackdowns and deplatformings and throwoffs. Right, they go like, "Our guy's in charge now. Now we can act." Right. Because they do not fear repercussions coming from the government because the Democrats are taking over. Yeah, right? they fear the Democrats' control of them if they don't do something. Oh, I like, don't think yeah. they fear the but Democrats' control. Did, did, didn't they, didn't they uh, censor Trump tweets even before the election? Yeah. And, and so, from, oh. from the Trump side of things, that was you know, a di- <clears throat> direct act uh, to try to alter, you know, to, to suppress uh, his viewpoints and to rig uh, the man- election, rig, yeah, manipulate yeah, the vote. Yeah. <laughs> so MC's right there that that um, that the 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 uh, the the crackdown, maybe whether it's regarded whether it's motivated by just their own sentiment in in the commercial sector or whether their fear of uh, of controls from the public sector. In any case, they're they're being they're they're filled with lots of censorship, which. Uh, uh, of course, there are choices, but of course, those choices are limited in the effect. Um, I don't know. It, it, it comes down to, well, maybe a private company has the right to censor whoever they want, in which case people shouldn't want to use them. I know uh, a number of friends who have just dropped out completely of Facebook because they uh, they don't like the censorship there. I don't right. know enough about the others. Yeah, so then you go to Parler and then, and then uh, Apple... Uh, takes Parler app, or, or actually Google. I'm sorry, Google took the Parler Parler app off of their their library, so you can't download it. Yeah, and 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 Apple threatened to do the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, but again, you it's, mean uh, as an app? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, it's, a, so it's you, an app, but you have to have access through your phone device to be able to use it. And so, if they take it off the store, then you can't download it, and uh, you're, you're basically you, useless at that point. Can you? I mean, if you use Google as a search, can you search for for a Parler website and then download it from there? Well, you, or or Google has people, blocked that too. People typically download apps through the the app store that that Google oh. or a- Apple has c- complete control over. Right. Oh. There might be a way to download a Parler app, uh, you know, outside of that. But there's most, definitely a way. Most people don't know how to or care to and so basically if they take it off the store they're out of business it's a it's a death sentence um in 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 result but not necessarily a death sentence in fact um Mm -hmm. it's more difficult on the apple store however uh, parlor can operate as a website like you don't need the app most people i i prefer apps i think most people prefer apps because they're convenient but they are not necessary. Uh, on Android devices, the Google Store is where people predominantly get their apps from, um, but it's also not the only place. Like if on an, on an Apple device, the App Store is the only place you can get apps. Um, Google, not so much. You can, you can download programs and install them. Um, and I think those, those people that are making the jump uh, have an incentive to do that anyway. Uh, just so that they're not suppressed. Like they will take the extra steps to learn and to figure that out. Um, and it, it'd be like self-selecting, right? No, no, no. If you're on Parler, you're on Parler because number one, you knew how to get to Parler. You knew how to find it. You knew how to bypass all of these security things and boom, here you are. Uh, so you're in type of a thing. Uh, the more insidious one 
and you know i've i've made this claim before when other right-wing places were getting censored was they parlor was um potentially being threatened by amazon for censorship and you go, well how does amazon have anything well the the servers that parlor runs on to operate the entire website is done on amazon's aws system and so if amazon decides like nope you're not going to be allowed on our servers well then it's a mad scramble to find out well where does parlor go from there like what 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 hosting company or what server you know provider was going to give them the server space to to migrate their website and everything too. Um, so who knows? But it's not. It's definitely more difficult. Um, but it's not a death knell, yeah. right? You can you can get offshore hosting. Uh, you can just do you know uh, was it progressive web apps, which is basically just a website that you know runs on mobile. Uh, so you go to the browser instead of the app, right? So it's not. I I. Th- uh, the tech companies are big, they are powerful, they are manipulative, but they by, by in no way hold the monopoly uh, over the discourse of information. What do you see as the future of this then? I think that's what MC was getting at. What's, what's down the road then with, with well, what we see happening right now? Well, right, right now it's, it's escalation on, on both sides, but it's, I think the left has much more control over social media and the media. Um, yeah, they do. So... Um, so that, that in the short term, it doesn't look good. Um, long term, I, I have no idea. It, it might be suppression of it. Basically, if you're labeled right wing, you, you'll be canceled and not just, uh, socially, but I mean, you'll be taken off networks and you won't be able to get jobs and, uh, stuff like that. But yeah, um, at, I mean, so it's what definitely a like poor long term strategy. What I would like to see is. Uh, I, I, I mean, I can't say a civil war, but I, I would like to see uh, some secession. Secession. I would like to see, uh, you know, pe- people are, I think, satisfied uh, being on which, whichever side they want to be on. Um, so I, I wish there was, you know, split it into two countries. I don't care. Um, you know, and maybe that would turn out bad too, but um, I, I don't think. Uh, anybody's minds are going to be changed at this point. Like the, the the far left who wants to be in control and the far right that wants to be in control. It's like, let them live peacefully uh, amongst each other, you know? <laughs> so uh, I'll take a stab at answering your question, Cass, um, by, by saying Demolition Man is a great movie um, <laughs> and a little prescient in some ways. So with, with the, with the left taking over the mainstream media, um, and all of these social medias, predom- all the predominant social medias, what you will see is uh, even uh, an even larger schism uh, of the echo chamber, right? The, the people on social media, the people on uh, mainstream media will all will be the people that have like leftist views, um, leftist policies, the, you know, the leftist point of view on things. Uh, and much like Demolition Man, Right. The resistance goes underground. Right. And you're not going to if if the people on the right aren't allowed on platforms like Twitter or Facebook or, you know, covered in the mainstream media on CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or whatever, uh, they'll 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 still be able to communicate with each other because they're like I said, those 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 tools are not the only tools available. They just happen to be the most popular. And if you're not allowed on the most popular, you seek out alternatives. Um, but it will go underground and it'll be an echo chamber because no matter what parlor, no matter how parlor wants to position themselves as like the free speech platform um, or the platform that allows all points of view, the truth is that they're going to end up being the conservative platform because there's no reason there's not going to be a, 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 an influx of liberal views migrating to parlor just to, you know, just because, because they're not being censored on Facebook and Twitter, there's no reason for them to switch. Uh, meanwhile, the people that are being censored on Facebook and Twitter and whatever, uh, they need another outlet. And so you're going, so they're going to, uh, go to parlor, um, to have that outlet. And that's where those voices will be heard. And there'll be an echo chamber on parlor, uh, or wherever, right. Uh, of, of conservative viewpoints. Um, uh, I'm not on parlor. Uh, because it's a, it's more difficult to set up than I want it to be. Um, but 
myself and you know this show has had a presence on some of the alternatives for quite some time now. When an alternative pops up, I set something up. Um, so I have a MeWe profile, right? I'm you know Gab's another alternative. We I've been posting this show to Minds for a couple of years now. Um, we started you know when when Float.app became a thing, I set stuff up on Float. Um, there's also you know Telegram, which is uh, you know, run by an anarchist and signal, which is open sourced run by an anarchist. So you can, you can, you can congregate on those other platforms. And if you don't want, if you don't like the, you know, centralized nature of signal, um, and, and telegram, well then there's element and the, you know, the matrix service, which is decentralized, you know, so does it take an additional effort to, to make those transitions? Sure. Um, but if you're if you're getting deplatformed on on uh, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, uh, well then these, there's these other places, right? What is it? D Live um, for you know for videos. Bitshoot uh, is another one for censored videos that you know get taken down um, from from YouTube and whatever. Um, you know if you don't like Patreon, there's people setting up Subscribestar because that's another one that's moving away from from that model. So alternative, what my point is that alternatives exist, uh, but it's going to, it's going to cause the echo chamber to grow because, you know, the, you know, like Twitter used to be the free speech platform and then it was overrun by trolls. Right. And you go like, well, you can be the free speech platform, but if you, if you call yourself the free speech platform, you're going to get overrun by like the, 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 the most derogatory part of society. Because they're the they're the they're the ones that don't get platformed anyplace else. So Facebook, Twitter, you know those places they'll kick you off if if you don't share their viewpoint, because they're trying to make their their platform usable for their audience. And if and if you're not their audience, you don't belong there. So you get you know the the free speech people get booted, um, and the free speech platform like Parler will have cesspool elements. Um, that you can't control it because if you if you say you're the free speech platform, that's where people go and that's where the worst speech will end up because no other place will host them. Um, but it can be, but it becomes an echo chamber. Um, but there are alternatives. There's plenty of alternatives available, and you know I I use a bunch of them, right? I, I was um, I'm in a private group for you know the host of uh, Free Talk Live, um, and I'm not going to share the the name of the group, whatever. But we're like you know uh, we need to get some additional training. Uh, can we set up a zoom meeting? And, you know, one of the hosts goes, uh, I don't use zoom. So you, if you have this meeting, you will have it without me, or you can use this open source zoom like platform called Jitsi and set up your own server. And, you know, we can all use that. Right. So we're not, we're not participating with, um, you know, the, the, the corporate structure of these big tech companies. We, we use the open source, um, uh, decentralized alternatives so it's always going to be extra effort uh but if you if you don't have another outlet that's where you go and you learn how to use them ks mc instructive yeah thanks um yeah so one more area um that i i want to get into strategically uh unless did did we did we cover what you want to say about the tech stuff mc before i move on or did you have more that's it okay so one of the other things that comes out of this and this somewhat happened with, you know, the black lives matter protest and, and my comment about like the spirit of rebellion, um, is too much of these, too much of these things happen with, without a plan and without a real goal in sight. Right. And so to, to, to further answer the question of like, why not call in the national guard? Um, what happens after the fact, right. in in this case is, you know, they stormed the Capitol. They stole the podium. Uh, you know, Viking horn guy like took his picture on the stage or whatever in 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 the, in the, the house room or whatever. I don't know what the fucking stupid names of these places are. Uh, and then what? Right? Like, it's not a coup. It's not an insurrection. They're not taking over. They're not setting up shop. Right? They they were dispersed mostly peacefully. Right? They showed a picture of the senator, whatever his name, cleaning up you know, the destruction of, and he was like picking up bottles of water off the, off the floor. <laughs> like that's, that's it. You know, a handful of broken windows, mostly peaceful, no fire set, 
to my dismay. Um, but what's coming out in the news uh, since then, right, is all of these famous people, right, that who foolishly went in there with, you know, unmasked because, hey, we don't fucking wear masks in the Trump groups. Um, <laughs> taking, facial recognition. Right. <laughs> facial recognition, all. taking mm-hmm. selfies, to, you know, taking pictures, um, you know, uh, souvenirs uh, for, for the day we raided the Capitol. Um, and they're all being picked up by the FBI. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. a, a day or two later back in their home state. Right. And so like, you know, my, my advice, uh, to revolutionaries is, um, you, you kind of have to have a plan and you kind of have to go all out and you kind of have to win. Right. Because you know, the, 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 the broad use of masks was a perfect opportunity to remain anonymous, but they did. <laughs> that was no. the, the rebellion against the mask meant, oh, you know, you're like a bank robber saying, well, I don't want to wear, wear a mask. So they go in and rob a bank and they get uh, yeah. uh, Foolishness. Uh, recognized. All but the like cameras. I said, the whole point of them doing that was to get attention or maybe to stop them from counting votes. Under, understood. But my, my point is that, you know, it looks cool. You get the attention. Um, but the, the consequences aren't meted out to the group as a whole, because when the group as a whole moves as a unit, they were unstoppable, right? They, they breached security. They pushed through the guards. They got into the Capitol. They had, co- they had full control as a group, right? The group disperses because <laughs> hey, you can't sustain this forever. I, but they right? didn't had, want control. That's not what they wanted. They, they wanted I, attention. I had the, yeah, I had the feeling that most of these guys were guys who probably spend their weekends down at the local bar getting into brawls all the time because they just, they like the brawl. And I had the feeling that they get, they thought this was, this was just uh, another brawl. And they charged up by a patriotic uh, fervor, you know, because patriots and probably all have a very high reverence themselves for this Capitol building. And yet it was um, the invaders that they were going after, but it was just a brawl. It was like, uh, you know, you hate the guy at the, down the end of the bar. Who's uh, um, uh, giving you an insult and you're going to fight with him. And it didn't matter if you got beaten up that day. I don't think they had very long-term consequence thinking that, Oh, I could go to jail for five or 10 years for this. (laughs) Understood. And so what I'm saying is if you're, if you're going to, if you're going to, um, plan a revolution or plan a coup or plan an insurrection, right? You, you have to plan it all the way through because the, the minute you give up that, that group power, that group mystique, that look what we can do as a group when we all act in one and we act in unison, right? There's only a few hundred senators in there. We show up with thousands and we can (laughs) preach. We right? could we could take them on, but and <laughs> yeah, they yeah. could they could yeah. as a group. I get your point, MC. That was not their goal. But if that but if if your goal is a coup, if your goal is insurrection, if your goal is a hostile takeover, uh, you have to you have to operate as a group until you have complete control. Because the minute you separate and you go like, no, I'm done with this. I'm I got I got work on Monday. Uh, that they, they come and <laughs> they come and pick you up individually, you know, when, right. when you and don't have, them, think, when once, you don't have, once the, they were the, in there, they really didn't, you know, you, at least the pictures I saw, they didn't really have any idea why they were there. Oh, okay. Um, you know, yeah. they were kind of wandering around and I'm sure a lot and, of them uh, got caught up in the moment. Not, not yeah. what I'm saying. I totally get that. Totally agree yeah. that it was, it yeah. was probably spontaneous. Uh, but the result of doing this type of action spontaneously is it looks cool for the day. Right. And then they pick you up individually. And then, you know, for the next five to 10 years, you're, you're, you're in shit. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. so don't do it. Right. Unless you, <laughs> unless you are committed to doing what's it the all the way. What's the chance that Trump will pardon them all? Slim. <laughs> they won't even be charged until after he's like, you know, the, the, the charge, the arraignment, the trial, the, the, the sentencing is all going to happen, you know, a year or two down the line, um, you know, when, when Biden is in office, there's no, no way. No, he- no, you could, you can do that beforehand. Uh, when, uh, 
uh, George Bush Sr. left office. He pardoned everybody who was under investigation in the Iran-Contra scandal, which ultimately would have led to him. He would have been prosecuted if Casper uh, Weinberger had been forced to, uh, to testify in the Iran-Contra scandal, but he got pardoned. He hadn't even been charged. There had been no conviction, just the fact that he was under investigation. Okay. So I, well, I, didn't, I don't know that Trump would do that because he's already said that if you, uh, uh, that you're going to be punished for, for something. But anyway, who knows? Yeah, what he he, even with that information, I would still say slim because he, you know, he threw them all under the bus. He condemned the behavior. He said, this is not yeah. what we do. And yeah, uh, anyone did. who did that yeah. should be punished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah, <laughs> I bet they're a little bit disappointed. Hey, I and, thought he and was also, man. I think it's also fair to point out that there was a, a lot more people at the rally than there were people doing the breaching thing. So there's there's got to be a lot of people that you know smart enough to go, uh, what what are they doing? <laughs> I'm not. Oh yeah, that. yeah. There, there was yeah. some dude out in the booth selling like fucking hot dogs and sodas and stuff. <laughs> like he he was. Oh, there were money. probably as many as many media people down there as there were rebels, you know, because yeah. they, they were all over with their cameras and, and stuff uh, and filming it. Well, I wonder if any media people are going to get uh, thrown in prison for, for going inside and videotaping people. I doubt it because they will have their uh, freedom of the press uh, excuse to, you know, because they actually, you're right. They had to have been right among it in order to to get all the footage that they do well there were cameras all around the, yeah. the capitol building anyway so i think a lot of the footage that came out was handhelds of the protesters who then foolishly posted it to fucking social media <laughs> yeah there's a guy in hawaii who ran for state house of representatives uh as a republican of course he lost uh, just last summer and uh he posted uh pictures of himself in the capitol building he's on the newspapers now and uh, I don't know what's going to happen to him, but he's uh, certainly the first for the FBI to pick up because he was so proud of it and everything. And, and uh, well, you know, I'm sure he's the hero of a, of a small cadre of, of, of Trump supporters here in the island, but uh, he's going to be in deep water. Yeah. Chalk another one up to Black Lives Matter and Antifa, right? Because at least they're smart oh, enough I'm to sure. all dress they're... the same and cover their faces. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're so right in point in making the point that the, the the mentality on both of those groups it's all very similar though they're very similar. You're right. Maybe some of them were smart enough to put a mask on or leave the mask on, but uh, their mentality is so much the same on left and right, and that's what strikes me so much about the 1920s and 30s in uh, Germany, in in uh, the Soviet Union, in uh, Italy. Uh, the fascists, Nazis, and uh, Bolsheviks were all the same kind of mentality as as is reflected in these two cadre, cadre here. It's it's a national populism run amok. Yeah, and I do I do fear it. I think you know, especially in when the economy is is in hard times as we are with this coronavirus and and lockdowns and. Um, when the economy is in hard times, it draws more and more people just out of frustration to these extreme groups. And uh, I think that civilization is a very fragile thing, not to be taken for granted at all. Because, well, look what happened. The, the carnage of the 20th century was unparalleled. And I, I don't think that it's over and gone forever. I think that it can happen again. And I would say if, if that's in the near future, surround yourself with the people that, that are going to be useful in rebuilding that. Um, and I think I'm in a good spot, right? Like here in New Hampshire, surrounded by liberty minded individuals, mostly peaceful people, uh, but also people with skills, um, to, to possibly, to, but maybe the, the FBI will be given the instruction from, a, a president Bernie Sanders to go after, Guys who do radio shows of the anarchist experience, maybe. Know. But I'm not. I mean, you, I'm not just talking about, down the road. Yeah, I'm not just talking about the radio shows. I'm talking about being able to like, you know, have that store food. You know, have the skill set to build that shack out in the woods. You know, the long range hunting rifle to keep fe people fed. He's thinking worst case scenario, and and Ken isn't willing to go down that road just yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, it didn't <laughs> save. It didn't save the guy at Ruby Ridge. No. <laughs> Again, because he was one family, right? I'm surrounded by a community uh, of, of them. 
Ah. It's it's an insulated defense. Where where was Ruby Ridge? In Idaho. Okay. There you go. But I think even well, from the sound of it, well, at any rate, then there's gotta be an abundance of people to ask to be on a, a board, you know, yeah. if they're all around well, and they're supportive. When, when they went to uh go get people to to fight the civil war they went to new york uh, to get people to fight the civil war M more people died trying to get them uh enslaved than 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 they got so <laughs> that's right more people died in rebelling against the draft than they than they actually got by the draft yeah in the, you know in new york yeah yeah that's that's disgusting all right final thoughts all right, that'll and do the it for slate, us. And, oh, go ahead. and the draft is still on the books, right? It's a selective service selective is service. still a live act. <laughs> yep. But we're we're not gonna use it just yet. Uh that'll yeah, do yeah. it for us. Thank you very much okay. for listening, everybody. You guys know where to find us. Anarchistexperience.com on Telegram. See, we're on Telegram. Uh t.me slash anarchist experience mm. or t.me slash the anarchist experience. And if you'd like to contribute to the show financially, uh, still on Patreon because we haven't got booted yet because we're not popular enough. Uh, Patreon.com slash The Anarchist Experience. Thank you very much for listening. I will talk to you all next week. Peace. Aloha.